can kick it Dreaming about a Premiership Cup We love our clubs but they never win Two flags in 100 years That shit house if you think we'll be insightful Clever or just well researched We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are two guys, one cup it is Wednesday, the 28th of April. This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. My name is Charlie Clawson. And yes, I'm doing an intro today because we've had a late withdrawal uh, just before the first bounce. Uh, Will was unable to get up for this episode. Um, I think it's a blessing, really, because I have a feeling he's been keeping the lid on, but I feel like the lid, just little bits of steam are starting to pop from underneath the lid. Uh, but coming off the bench, the medical sub is, uh, is a, 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 someone who's been on the show a couple of times before. Uh, he's, I imagine, experiencing a similar feeling to me this season. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Williams, uh, how are you? Yeah, good. It's going to take me about 20 minutes to warm into this podcast, like uh, that Adelaide's <laughs> medical <laughs> job on the weekend. But, you know, I'll warm into it, see how we go, get there right before the final siren. Isn't that amazing that, like, in a, a professional sport, <laughs> like something like that could happen? <laughs> yeah. Where, I mean, I still don't really quite know what the actual explanation is, but, you know, to think they must have thought at some point we're four goals up. So just tell, tell Lynch to take his time. We're probably not going to need him. We'll have this yeah. in the bag. <laughs> Into the third quarter. I love the footage as well, like the footage of him, you know, getting strapped up and popping all the pills. I was just thinking, you know how many, you'd have to take like so many caffeine pills to get up for the game. Yeah. Like you'd be pretty annoyed if you took all those caffeine <laughs> pills, got on for like a minute and then just not going to sleep that night. Like you'd be going, oh, come on. I was listening to the Fox footy podcast and Max Lawton was talking about it. And I don't know why. I just assumed Max Lawton was always older than me. But clearly he's not from this one statement where he was talking <laughs> about that footage of Tom Lynch taking the pills and getting strapped up. And he's gone, it was ridiculous. I mean, he looked like he was 45 years old. And I'm like, 45 years old? Is that the qualifier for geriatric now? Like, I'm 43. I think I'd look okay. I reckon you could like secretly feel me strapping up and taking some caffeine pills and I, I would look okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, you'd be taking a fair few painkillers after the game, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. What a game, though. Uh, uh, Hawthorne and Adelaide, that was the game that I think Will and I both dismissed last week as being the one that we were least interested in. Turned out to be the best game. Did you see much footy over last weekend? I did because I flew to Perth on, what was it, Thursday night and then was immediately locked down on Friday or something. So I've been locked down the whole weekend. Um, you should have said that yes, you were I pretty you, much every game. You should have said you're a North player and you could have got an exemption. You should have said you were, uh, you look a bit like a, a young Jesse Sinclair. <laughs> you could have got away with that. Then <laughs> yes, you could have said sure. any name. You could have said, I'm Alex Williams. I play for North. No one's going to know. Name me no, five exactly. players who play for North Melbourne. Yeah, mate, you'd get a game there. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. So what's it like being back in WA? What's the feeling around town with this, uh, bizarro world we're living in where Fremantle are playing great footy and the Eagles are capitulating by 100 points to the Cats. I enjoy like I enjoy Fremantle as a club much more than I enjoy West Coast. So I'm kind of, I'm okay with it. I think it's good. I like the kind of online banter that you get from Dockers supporters. They're, they're pretty, you know, they've got a more Australian sense of humour. They've got that kind of self-deprecating right. little brother kind of sense of humor so you get a bit more of that while the Eagles supporters tend to take themselves pretty seriously so yeah it should be good this weekend big derby 
Yeah. It's going to be a big derby. So that, okay, so you're a, you're a Western Australian, so it's derby. You say derby, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how you say it. Yeah. Well, but what about when you go to the horse races in, <laughs> in Melbourne in spring and there's a certain day that is the same spelling? How do you pronounce yeah. that? I'm a vegetarian, so I don't go to the horse races. <laughs> that way I can avoid the whole debate. Uh, so will you be going to the Derby? Derby? Derby Derby? Derby Derby? I had I had tickets to the to the North Dockers game on last weekend that, you know, I someone I got given and oh I was gonna go and I was really looking forward to it. A mate of mine over here and uh, yeah, the next day I was like, Well, guess we're not going to that. I haven't got a ticket. Um, for the weekend. I mean, it's pretty hard to get a ticket to just West Coast games because they're, you know, they've got so many members and it's just the the the, the stadium overfloweth with cash and, and gold coins, so you can't get in. But um, yeah, you know, if someone pops up with a ticket, I'll go for sure. I mean, I wonder, is it always a sellout? The Derby? Is it like, is so. it the, like showdown? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're allowed to have full capo- capacity. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how we say it in WA. It's <laughs> derby and capacity. Because uh, I've never been, I've never <laughs> been to a showdown or a derby, but I imagine because we don't have a Victorian equivalent. I guess Anzac Day is the Victorian equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Or Dreamtime at the G. I've been to Dreamtime at the G once, and it was incredible. It was massive. Yeah, but Dreamtime at the G has a sort of a reconciliation message, whereas Showdown and Derby and, uh, dare we say, the Q Clash and the Battle of the Bridge. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love that GWS were given uh, Battle of the Bridge and they just said, fuck that, we want to take on the dogs. <laughs> that's our rivalry. That's the one, that's yeah, the one that yeah, we no, want to adopt. No, we don't want to deal with them. I went to the Swans-Giants game a few weeks ago and had an absolute ball um, for the last 10 minutes. But the... <laughs> The rest of the game, I was just getting abused the entire time. I'm pretty loud anyway at the games, pretty mm, vocal. You are. And, um, yeah, when you're not yeah, high-fiving. a fair bit of it, got a few. When you're not high-fiving Steve Waugh in the stands, you, uh, <laughs> you can be <laughs> quite raucous in the crowd. Well, let's talk about GWS. I mean, you know, we, we, I always like to sort of get into, um, you know, the, the teams that people support. And uh, you did uh, an episode of My Club, uh, the other podcast we do that's attached to this show, the Summer Series of Two Guys, One Cup. And um, you were very, you've been quite realistic about where the Giants were at, but you were very bullish about the, you know, the young talent you had coming through and stuff. How much of a shock was the way you started the year? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's tough. I was going to ask you about this, actually, because like, what's worse going, you know, losing your first three and then winning two, once you start playing some youth and, and some young guys coming through, you get some injuries. Or doing what you guys did, which is, you know, hot start and then just absolutely capitulate. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy because I know that our club develops young talent really well. And we lost a lot of that, you know, Haightley and Caldwell and stuff like that. They've all gone to other clubs. But the guys coming through, like Tom Green and Lockie Ash, Isaac Cumming, um, Tanner Bruin, like all these, you know, high-end draft picks are playing, you know, they're getting game time, which I'm just thinking... That's that's kind of what they weren't getting that last year because they were playing just those prackies, like 15 on 15s. The Giants. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty happy. The Giants could easily do this year what the Swans did last year. Like, you still got enough senior players, even if you're not going to make finals, but, you know, enough senior players that you'll be competitive in most matches and you can top up with, you know, five to seven, you know, 25 games and under players and then just focus on, on 2020 
what is it 2021 focus on 2022 i mean i can see that <laughs> happening i must admit my opinion of the of the giants i thought that you guys were going to keep heading south i didn't i, I think I, I tipped you to get in the bottom half of the eight or but probably middle of the table and and yeah. the first three games seemed to reinforce what i thought was going on but since toby green has been made captain you're a completely different side and you know i was texting you over the weekend um asking if you'd seen all of making making their mark because I think that was incredibly damaging to GWS in terms of how the club was represented. Like not in any kind of scandalous way or incompetence or anything like that, but it was just a particularly bad year that every club has and it just happens that you had cameras there. And so I think in those instances, yeah. you know, like for, for Richmond – like they had just as many, they had more scandals happening in their club, but they won the flag. So ultimately all those things are like, well, that's just them overcoming adversity. But you had all this shit happen and then bombed out of the finals and say so everything looks worse. And, you know, the biggest <laughs> casualty is uh, obviously Cogs. I mean, I find him fascinating. Like I thought he was such an interesting character. Just what a, what a thoughtful, sensitive dude who seemed to be completely overwhelmed by the captaincy, do you agree? I'm not sure that I like. I'm not sure that I do, and I'm not sure that Cogs isn't the guy. You know, of course, you're going to get this um, big thing where everyone's coming and going. Well, Toby Green's kicking, you know, close to five goals or one seven a, a week, <laughs> um, and you know, it's, everyone's kind of the younger guys are standing taller. But you like understanding the context that if that documentary was shot the year before it would have looked great. We would have got yep. thrashed in the final, but you still would have gone, oh, okay, you know, what a great season and, and this guy can clearly do it. But yeah, it's, it's interesting with Cogs because um, I just, at moments in that, I, I know how hard it is when you've got those cameras around and, and, and people change in front of cameras for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, just, I just kind of went, I can't like, it's a body language thing, I guess maybe because I'm, I'm an actor and you, you notice as much as that stuff as, as you do, cause you're trained to look at it all the time. But like, he just kind of always looks down to the side, down to the side, kind of mumbles, which you're like, fine. I mean, it, it might just be like a nervous thing or something like that. But when we think of like leaders at football clubs, it's always like that bloke who's like, get behind the boys, jump yeah. on my back. I'm taking you, you know, a li little bit more of that. And when you saw that, uh, I think, um, presentation with the, the statue and and the idols and stuff like that and then you saw Heath Shaw come out and talk yeah. you were like when he talked I was like that is incredibly emotionally yeah. engaging and can we not and just, you know can we, he's can, a young leader can like, we not not brush over the totem like that was <laughs> like that that's I'm still grappling with what was going on there? So for those of you who haven't seen it, I think it's in the first episode. It's all about um, establishing Cogs as, you know, the new captain of the Giants. And so one of his first addresses is he, at a team meeting, he brings out this three-tiered trophy. Uh, you might need to uh, help me fill in the blanks here, Alex. But so the first tier is stone. It's like three figures moving across like pillars. The first one is stone. The second one is, mm. what is it? Um, wood or something like that. Oh. And then the last yeah. one is, is yeah, glass. Yeah, wood's carve the oh you can carve it. that's right okay carve what you do <laughs> so, so the past the, is set in stone right. now now is the wood so you which can carve is it what to you any, carve and yeah. the future was whatever empty, you want it to right? be it was like an empty yeah. glass yeah you can fill, fill it up, with up the cup <laughs> yeah yes. which look it's actually 
really, you know, it's it's a really clear message and and he obviously thought about mm. it a lot. But to me it just smacked of like corporate training. Like it it's it's smacked of kind of like a sports <laughs> and performance psychologist who, you know, has given you a, a totem. It didn't feel it didn't feel sincere. And I think that was the thing that I felt was a great con- contradiction of Cogs in this documentary is that, you know, he's an incredibly thoughtful kind of guy and clearly loves the club and has self-belief and yeah. believes in his teammates. But a lot of his captain stuff felt like it was from a from a handbook as opposed to him. And there was one moment where he got kind of fired up. I think it was after a loss or it was at halftime and he gave a really impassioned speech and Callum Ward pulls him aside and was like, that's, that's the best I've ever seen you speak and address the group. And you're like, right. There, yeah. that's kind of that's the zone he needs to be in. But then, yeah, who knows? His form didn't back it up, and then we're just in the tough part. He understands narrative, and we're just in the tough part—the trial of the the heroes are. Right, that's okay. what's happening at the okay. moment. You know, so- the, the young, bright star, and he's coming up again. You know, but oh. this is the this is the beautiful thing about football: is you're going to end up with. You know, just walking out, captaining a flag, it's just going to happen. Yeah. You can feel it. So, Alex, what you're saying to me is the stage that Cogs is in now is set in stone. Can't be changed. Last year happened. This is the wood wood year. (laughs) That's good. And you know what he's going to fill up? The bloody Premiership Cup. All right. Okay. So, let's talk about that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So, where, where do you feel you guys are at now then? I think... It's definitely, you know, it is a, it is sort of everyone's going, oh, you've got to rebuild. and We're not going to be bottoming out. We've got too much top-end talent that has been signed up for five, six years um, with Lockie Whitfield, Cogs and, and all these. Jacob Hopper. We've got heaps of them. Um, Haynes and Hopper and Taranto. And those, like, you just know that, that that first group that everyone knows of Cogs, Whitfield and well, not Cameron anymore, but those Phil Davis and stuff like that, you know, that's they're going to be kind of the elder statesmen and you're going to have those middle tier leaders, mm. which was like Hopper, Taranto, you know, even um, Himmelberg. Um, and then you've got those young, like high draft picks coming through as well. Like Sam Taylor's got to be the most underrated player in in the AFL at the moment. Like he's a, yes, he got, but he kicked five on him, but he would have kicked eight on most other defenders. So. Yeah, I'm. You know, it's kind of like a mini mini rebuild. You, we like somehow we still have two top ten draft picks next year, so I don't know. See what happens. I, I'm definitely feeling better. Like Lockie Ash makes me feel really good about football, even when we lose. Like that game against the Western Bulldogs, I was like, we were in that for three quarters. Everyone thought we were going to get absolutely smashed. Mm. Um, the Melbourne game, we were in for three quarters. Uh, the St Kilda game could have gone either way. So you mm. kind of go, yeah, it, it's not working out. But we also won. You know, one against Collingwood at the MCG and beat Sydney at home when they were four and zero. So it's that classic I thing. Like, you see the fight, right? Like when Mumford yeah. comes out, you're like, okay, you see the fight. They're trying. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you don't mind losing. You just want them to put effort in. That you want, which is the opposite of what St Kilda has been doing. I mean, I have no idea what's going on at the Saints right now. You did text me actually. I think this is quite insightful and maybe a rumor, but I've seen a few people online say this. But you said to me, Brad Hill looks injured. And uh, yeah. I've seen a couple of things now where people are talking about he's actually been getting jabs for the last few weeks. And because his disposal has been terrible the last three weeks. And that's his, you know, and that's his one wood. Oh my God, I, I used a BT cliche. I can't believe it. You so <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to Is so this many the transition? Is it going to be, you know, podcast to you're, 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 a serious you're football on the couch. commentator? 
Oh my God. I, I, I retract the one word statement. Uh, uh, he, he's very skillful, but he has not been hitting targets. And, and someone was saying the jabs that you get, because he's getting it around his, his ankle, uh, it makes your foot numb. Uh. So you can't feel the ball. So you can't sort of like, you know, direct it as, as yeah. well, which makes sense. But as I said to you, that doesn't explain why the rest of the team are playing so badly. Like it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird to see. A, a t- I mean, I did. There was another stat that came out. Says Swamp Thing on Twitter. I'm not sure if you follow him. He's just all about every yeah. every round. He puts out these great stats. And so he did the games yeah, experience yeah. injury list stat this week, which it was who has the most, who is missing the most games of combined experience in the injury list. And the top three mm-hmm. were like West Coast, St Kilda, and GWS. Like over a thousand games experience and missing from their their best 22. And then. The, the least amount of, of games missing were Port, Melbourne, and the Bulldogs. And so you're like, well, we came into the season with a lot of injuries. I think we overestimated what our depth was like. And as it turns out, we we're, we don't have a lot of depth. We're actually, we've got our first, first string players and then not much in the cupboard after that. Yeah, it's an interesting, I think there was another stat that like the Giants played the, the youngest team in experience this week. The youngest team in experience that had played this year. Right. Of across any and you know, thirteen changes since the last time we played the dogs last year. That's how many different players we had in. So that's why the rivalry probably wasn't as uh it was as hot as people wanted yeah, it to be. Yeah. It was really muted, wasn't it? I actually was very excited. I cancelled plans, or so not cancelled. I pretended I had plans because I would I wanted to stay at home watch the football rather than catch up with friends. I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a <laughs> this is gonna be a ring a ding ding. It's what I it's what I wanted though. Like I didn't want us to go out and pick a fight because it didn't work last time. But also we're so much younger and so much smaller. It's all good to go and pick a, pick a fight when you've got Shane Mumford and <laughs> Phil Davis and all, you know, Aiden Core and all these kind of fiery guys. We walk out with a bunch of 20 year olds. You're going to get your ass handed to you in another way. <laughs> so you're saying if you're going to pick a fight, make sure you pick on someone smaller than you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, they just they they yeah they, they had another gear, and that's that's the same thing I saw in the Port Saints game. Is that I mean it was actually kind of embarrassing. They they not only didn't get out of first gear, they dropped down into fucking neutral and just coasted for like ninety <laughs> percent of the game. Just and, ran out of fuel. Went, you know what? I reckon I can get this home down the hill. Well, I think it's something you see Richmond do all the time, not just across the season, but in games. Like often teams will get two quarters you know win two quarters on richmond and then like and get ahead it's the, the grand final last year is a perfect example where richmond just absorbs pressure and allows games to get away from them and then they just fucking rally and run run all over you and that's kind of what i think port look like and melbourne look like bulldogs are a tiny bit different bulldogs are just like they're amazing to watch right now i mean i'm kind of glad that will's not here this week because i, I think i i'd, I'd hate to think about what was going on below the Zoom screen you know, while he talked about watching the Bulldogs because it is porn. It is football porn. They are so mm. exciting to watch. Now, uh, you know, we've quoted you on this show many a time about how you turned down the olive branch from that one Bulldog supporter with the famous words. Hard pass. Hard pass. Will not, will not make peace with a Bulldog supporter. Was there any part of you that admired them last week uh no oh my god <laughs> no, you are a heart of stone 
I'd rather watch Melbourne. I like Pickett. You know, like I like Cozzy and stuff like that. You know, I, I'm kind of more excited by Melbourne. I, I do like the Bulldogs, but I think that if if an, if another club can sort of match their midfield for four quarters, I think we matched them for about three, um, their backline stocks might struggle in a grand final if they yeah. make it that far. But yeah, I, look, yes, of course, they're a great team to watch. It's just not fun when they're beating <laughs> your team, is it? So let's talk about Melbourne. Um are they your – that's your kind of – if you had to pick one of the top four teams to, to back into the, a grand final, that's the one you want to see go the furthest? I want to see go the furthest. Out of, like out of the top four teams, so out of Port, Bulldogs. Who's, who's fourth on the ladder? Is it oh, – uh, be free. Who is fourth on the ladder? It's Port, Port, Bulldogs. There's got to be another good team, isn't there? Yeah. No, who, who's – Geelong? No, I think Geelong might have actually done okay. Hang on. Have you got – I will look it up. Port Bulldogs. <laughs> no, I was thinking before, I was like, could I do some prep? I was like, nah, it's two guys. One guy. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, right, let's see. Here we go. Um, well, not Port because it's Port. And, yeah, I, I think Melbourne. I think it's time, you know. Like, no, it is Geelong. I've got a mate who's a – that's it fucking is crazy. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Because it feels like Geelong yeah. have had a bad start to the year, but they've won four games. Yeah. So and that big percentage booster yeah. against the Eagles. There's three like, teams what, on four wins. So it's the Cats, the Swans, and Freo. Okay. So, all right. Let's 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 just take the top six teams in. So out of Bulldogs, Melbourne, Port, <laughs> Geelong, Sydney, Freo, what team, if it, if it can't be the Giants, what of those teams would you like to see go all the way? Oh, Freo, but they won't. Um, so probably Melbourne after that, I reckon. Hmm. Yeah, definitely and not Sydney. So you're going definitely for the, not the Bulldogs. Uh, what about Port? I think Port will do really well, mm. but I don't like Port Adelaide. It's funny, isn't it? I'm not sold on Port either, and it's weird because they were the best team going around last year, and they yeah. have only gotten better this year, and they like all their credentials seem to check out. Like you know, their the the team balance, the coach the buy-in from all the players, but I don't know what it is. It's sort of, it's almost like, you remember when Adelaide in the noughties were always like playing finals and prelims and stuff when they were the crowbots, but you just never, they just didn't seem to lack, I think you just need a bit of that razzle-dazzle on top to be the complete package. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it feels like Melbourne's got Petrarca, Bulldogs got Bontempelli. Yeah, they don't have that player. Well, uh, Robbie Gray, Travis yeah, Boak. No, they've got, but they've got more role players, don't they? I reckon they, they've got stars yeah. for sure. Like the young kids are How the stars. How they added Alira Lira is beyond <laughs> me. Like, Oh, my God. That, that is highway robbery. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How just, I guess it's some, look, you barrack for a club where play, like great players get squeezed out all the time. Thanks um, for mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. So it's like, I think that, you know, you've let Jack Steele go. <laughs> Jack Steele came fourth in the Brownlow, well, third, equal third in the Brownlow last year. Yeah. Yeah. But we get big signings like Jesse Hogan, you know, so coming the other ways. <laughs> so are you excited <laughs> about Jesse? That'll be interesting. I saw you tweeting a lot about him in the off season. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't take a huge risk on getting him. I think it was like pick fifty two or something like that, um, and a, and a reduced salary and a one year contract. So it's basically, you know, come and fight for a spot behind Riccardi, Finlayson, and Himmelberg. So you kind of think you can't really lose. Like if it doesn't work out off the field, which it, it seems to be working out off the field. So mm. that's fine. And, and I, I watched, uh, I watched the, 
VFL um, the other day and he's taking a lot of con- big contested marks. Whether he can do that at AFL level, who knows, again. Yeah. But, like, why not? Why wouldn't you take the risk? It's so funny, isn't it? Like, he was such a superstar, like, five years ago. It was gonna, felt like he was going to be the next Tex Walker. And then stuff just changes so quickly in football. Like, a player like yeah. that, you know, goes to has now a three three club player when you would have thought that, you know, when he'd started his career, Melbourne would never have gotten rid of him. Yeah, he's he's had a tough run of it, um, you know, with mental health stuff and, mm, and his father um, just situational stuff. But I guess the great thing that they did is they brought him over and went, you, you're going to go live with Shane Mumford. You're going to live with mummy in the in the shack out the back of his house and, and go surfing. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't get up to much mischief if you had to knock on the front door and you had Shane Mumford <laughs> looking at you going, where have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Really, though, is, uh, is Shane Mumford the guy who uh, should be getting okay. tabs on All people? Right. Sausage. This is, we're talking about sausage here, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. Nathan Buckley uh, came out today. He's declared his intent that he wants to stay at Collingwood. Do you think he should stay at Collingwood? Everyone's been talking a lot about, like, you know, um, what's best for the club. I'm starting to think, what's best for Bucks? Like, he still has tremendous appeal right now as a coach. Like, I reckon if he left tomorrow, there'd be a bunch of clubs like North Melbourne would probably mm. push Noble over. You know, I reckon Stuart, you would probably get the boot. There'd be a million clubs lining up to mm. get Nathan Buckley. But I reckon if he stays, he runs the risk of ruining that kind of... He's a club legend. Yeah, I... I saw him on 360 the other night and I don't think I've ever seen someone like so angry to be on a TV show. <laughs> he's just staring like 10 meters behind Robbo's head. Yeah, like he just, he seems to genuinely hate him. I'm like, move to the Gold Coast. Then you don't have to be in a room. With him. Be better. You'd be better off. But you get that with Robbo, don't you? My God, can you imagine sitting opposite Robbo as he rambles on and leans back in his chair and calls your mate, you know, and finally gets to the fucking point? Like, by the time he gets there, I'd be pissed off too. Waitley was doing an introduction to a segment the other day and he goes, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, I'll stop you there. And then he just sort of takes about a minute to come up with his thought. And this, you know... Waitley has written these like very succinct kind of poetic introductions. I watch, obviously I watch it all the time and my girlfriend's Indiana's just sitting there um, because she has to put through it if we want to watch Drag Race. And it's like, it's, she gets furious. She's like, how is he a professional broadcaster? It makes no sense. He's just stammering. He's got this ill-fitting suit. I'm just, I don't understand. And I'm like, look, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. Did you see, I think it was yesterday's episode or maybe it was Monday where they were talking about, you know, there's been a couple of cases with Neil and and Jason McCartney and, uh, you know, the abuse of umpires and it's just not on. And Robbo goes on one of his bloody, you know, drawling rants about like, yeah, you can't can't touch the umpires. It's not the Northern Football League. And so they finally make the point that, yeah, you know what? Abusing other people is bad. And then Robbo chimes in with his little postscript, which is like, yeah, you know, look, I understand people get frustrated. I sit next to Jared. I get frustrated. I'm going to abuse you in a second. So in an instant, completely (laughs) undoes the point by making a joke of how funny it is to abuse someone that you don't like. He's just got massive drunk uncle vibes for me. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I think you sort of feel like Jared, like sometimes, like you see Jared laughing along and I'm like, 
But surely part of him gets frustrated by this. Like, surely part of him just wants to get to the ad break or, you know, introduce the next yeah, guest or something. He's and- hungry. He's hungry. He's just, his eyes are lighting <laughs> up. That stupid, stupid brain. Delicious. Uh, Alex. <laughs> Um, uh, you, 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 you're a listener to the show, so you know we have uh, one of Australia's most favourite segments, which is the uh, Pocket Profile Pocket, uh, famous oh, for my crystal clear hints and clues. Do you feel uh, you can take the challenge to uh, see how much you know about Gold Coast gun Ben Ainsworth? Oh, God. All right, yep, give us a go. Oh, let, me get his, let me get into character here. Hang I'm just going to look him up. All right, but just so I can vibe. This, now you're not going right. to have this pocket profile because, uh, as I mentioned last week, this uh, there's a listener Ed uh, who has been going to the football this year and has been actually taking photos of the actual footy records. So these are the most up to date pocket profiles right. you're going to hear on any podcast in right. Australia. Not that I think there's another podcast that has an entire dedicates 15 <laughs> minutes to reading. Fresh off the press <laughs> into someone's phone onto this podcast. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, first question is the classic one. What is Ben Ainsworth's nickname? And it is not related to his first or second name. So it's not Ainsy. It's not Wertho. It's not Benji. It's something. It's actually, it's actually, oh, here's a good hint for you. This was the nickname of a St. Kilda legend. Brownlow medalist. Mm. Dual Brownlow medalist. Mm. <laughs> what? I don't know. Got no idea. Banger. Ricker. Banger. Ricker. Banger. Who's Ricker? <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I don't, I don't know. Okay. As a kid. Had a stab. As a kid, <laughs> yep. what did he want to be? Professional server. My God, no. An AFL footballer. <laughs> but oh, they always say AFL footballer. You know, life doesn't go the way you want it sometimes. <laughs> you don't know anything about Ben Ainsworth. Okay. All right, you got a one in eighteen chance of getting this right. What is the team he followed as a kid? And I'll give you a clue before you just leap in there. It was a Melbourne team. Demons. It was Richmond. Oh come on! You have not got one answer right. One just... in eighteen, <laughs> as if he grew up supporting GWS or Gold Coast. One in sixteen, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, um, who is the best player he's played with? Ben Ainsworth, the Gold Coast Suns, the best player. Now this Gary is Ablett. a yes. Thank God you're off the mark. <laughs> I was sweating. I was like, this is going to be a very say, long pocket profile pocket. I'm no, I'm no Will Anderson. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, okay, all right. This one is a, is a bit of a gimme as well. Most admired opponent. Dustin Martin. Oh, fuck. See, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Yes. Yeah, you and Ben. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You've warmed into it. Oh. I like it. You've had a couple of shots on goal, missed by a mile, and yeah. everyone's starting to get nervous. Yeah. <clears throat> but now you just straightened up your kicking. It's like, all right, he's, he's kicked two. Let's just leave him on the ground. Yeah. You've come running to the bench, <laughs> and I've held up my hand and said, no, no. Stay on. Stay get on. Get back out there. Yeah. Get back out there. X Factor. Here okay. we go. Next ball. <clears throat> Who's his all-time favorite player? And again, can you remember what the team he barracked for as a kid? This is a gimme. If you, I'd all-time say Richmond, player. I'd say Richmond fans would love this dude. Uh, uh, but not of the current era, but the era before. Richard. Yeah. Matthew Richardson. Three for three. Look at this. Oh Strutting around. Oh no. Up. No, no, now he's celebrating to the crowd. I don't like this. <laughs> it's getting to his head. take this jumper off. <laughs> no. He's going for the check side. <laughs> Just focus on the one percenters, mate. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. 
The first player you would choose in fantasy football. Now, who would you choose? Matt Rowell? No. Who would anyone mm. choose? Who's the first one in? Lockie Neal. Oh, yeah, actually, it's a good point. What? But, yeah, it's not Lockie, Lockie Neal. Neal. Like yeah, no. stat pattern. <laughs> yeah, it's Dustin Martin. No, not okay. Which is I'm interesting, isn't it? Because Dustin Martin doesn't necessarily accrue fantasy football. I don't quite understand Supercoach fantasy football, but one of them is like about stats, right? Like it's particularly about every stat. I think there's two. I don't know. I don't know. It all kind of, I don't do it because it takes the joy out of watching <laughs> football for me. <laughs> um, what's his preferred grand final time slot? Day, night, or twilight? How old is he? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, yeah. but, I reckon, let's go twilight. You'd be wrong. He's a traditionalist, likes it during the day. Yeah. Okay. The older players. <clears throat> oh, this is interesting. Um, who would you like to see as the halftime entertainment? And you would expect this of someone from Adelaide, a young man from Adelaide who maybe was into hip-hop, the Hilltop Hoods. The Hilltop Hoods, Port Adelaide's own. Geez, Hilltop you really Hoods. led me down the gun. <laughs> really? I thought that was a good clue. Oh, yeah, that's good. I held your hand right to the bloody goal line. Yeah, yeah. You um, led me down the garden path to the answer. Okay. Favorite AFLW player? I don't know who she plays for. Um, initials KH. Oh. Um. Last A-H? name H. Last name Howarth. I don't know. Kal- Kalinda Howarth. I haven't heard of either. If you weren't a footballer, what would you like to be? And it's another sport. Well, it's not professional surfer. Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's usually NBA, isn't it? Let's go with NBA. Soccer. Cricket. Yeah. He liked to be a cricketer. He was your traditional Aussie uh, kid, okay, mate. Hey, that's right. Cricket in the summer, daytime. footy in the winter. Uh, okay, now this is an interesting answer. It could be interpreted a couple of ways. A talent you'd wish you had. Now, I'm assuming... He's talking about being, you know, getting qualified and getting his hours up to do this. But there's another way it could be interpreted as if it was a superpower. <laughs> so what's a talent you wish you had? Right. Flying. Yeah, okay. Flying. Maybe that was too much yeah. of a clue. I wanted to get you – that was – I wanted to give you a gimme. I handballed to you in the yeah. goal square because I think you need to get yeah, your, your mojo back. Oh, okay. This is a ripper. You listen to Two Guys, One Cup, don't you, Alex? Have you listened to it in the last, like, few weeks? Yep so, yep. so you're familiar with the pocket profile, how it normally goes, right? I am. I okay. Am. So you should nail this. This is top of the goal square oh, type no. stuff. See, this is the thing. What makes you laugh? Or should I put it another way? And this is probably too much of a clue. All right, no. Oh. Okay. Who's his favorite comedian? Oh, it's, um, oh, no, his name's escaping me. Oh, no. Is it Carl Barron? Carl Barron. <laughs> yes. Well, yes! I'm not sure if you're going to listen to this episode, but once again, another four yeah. players had the opportunity yeah. to name. I remember getting on a flight once and um, I, was, I was coming back from the States or something and I got on a flight and before the flight even took off, I don't know, we were on the tarmac for a while and I am very good at sleeping on flights, but it was a long flight. And just before the, the flight started, I started watching Carl Barron and I was – like losing it laughing at this and i had this old american couple sitting next to me and i watched it for an hour and a half 
and then went straight to sleep for about 13 hours. So <laughs> I wo- when I woke up and we'd landed, they were like, who were you? Who were you um, watching before? Like, why were you laughing so, so much? And I was like, it's Carl Barron. And they went, oh, we'll look him up. And I was like, you won't. I don't think it's going to translate. <laughs> Does he do a lot of overseas stuff? Like, it's so Australian that I was like, no, no way. <laughs> so, don't bother. Alex, are you also saying that your favourite Australian comedian is Carl Barron? All right, I'll send you my pocket profile. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, okay. Describe yourself in one word. Um, okay. Uh, um, there is a famous Hollywood star that if he was – in Australia, people might call him this. No, that's a terrible clue. Um, okay. Jeez. Um, all right. Um, yeah, no, okay. The star of Mission Impossible might be called this mm-hmm. in Australia. Cruzy. Fuck yes. Well done. Oh, that was awesome. That's easy. Oh, that's really? Easy. Was that on. too much of a clue? Yeah. The, the, okay. Yeah. Would you have got it if I hadn't I've been, said? I just, well, I've been listening to that podcast, Meeting Tom Cruise. Oh, so right. I, was, I was right in the spot for that. Okay. So would you have guessed Tom Cruise if I had just said movie star? Or the mission? No, I don't okay. think I would have got it. All right. God damn it. See, the problem with me being the quiz master and the pocket profile is I either give such a cryptic clue that it completely, there's got no chance, or I just give you way too much information. I just can't get, I can't find the Goldilocks. I've got to find that Goldilocks hint where it's just perfect. You're either sending it 20 meters over my head or hitting me to lace out. That's right. I'm like St. Kilda's. Put it into space. Put it into space, Charlie. I'm St. Kilda's midfield. I cannot hit a target to save myself. All right. Stop jabbing your ankle. What did you learn about yourself during the COVID lockdown? It's a joke. It's a joke answer. It's a cliche about boredom. A cliche about boredom. It's a, he's joking. He's having a bit of a laugh. What did you learn about yourself during the COVID lockdowns? I'm terrible at video games. How long it takes for paint to dry. Oh, God, that's a shocker. Uh, who would have thought? I don't think his idol would be very happy with him <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Biggest thing you've missed during hub life. Um, it's a sport. It's a, it's, a, it's a sport people like to play recreationally. I mean, of course, that's pretty much all sport. But you know what I mean. It's a, it's a sport that people play for fun. <laughs> I thought they could play golf. Is it golf? Golf. Um, yeah. No, they wouldn't have been allowed to play golf. They couldn't leave mm. the resorts, could they? Well, I suppose they went surfing and I stuff. think up on the Gold Coast, there was a few where you could do it, but yeah. maybe not. What is the most enjoyable thing about hub life? And I don't know if this is a joke answer or not. It seems like it's a joke answer because it seems counterintuitive to what would be happening in a hub. Most enjoyable thing about hub life, it's, I think he's being sarcastic. Um, and it's... Food? Yeah, it's sort of... Oh, New new coffee places to try. He's been sarcastic, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're not, you know, yeah. it's the same place. It's the same cafeteria every day. Um, who was the biggest pest during Hub? Um, well, you'll never get this because it's a property steward because he qualifies it by saying the property steward. <laughs> uh, but let's see if you can guess his name. Um, his surname is that of uh, St. Kilda's, uh, a St. Kilda, a St. Kilda player who is known for having giant hands. You don't know about Stewie Lowe? Do yeah, you, okay. Yeah, do you know yeah. Stewie Lowe had giant I hands? He's St. Kilda, mate. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, but this is football history. 
Yeah, this I is know, our yeah, game. But I'm a giant supporter, so we don't have any of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, <laughs> who's right. his? Uh, you won't know this. The funniest teammate during Hub Life. Um, it's Nick Holman. Do you want to tell me why? Because <laughs> this answer is strange. Uh, I think it's a joke answer again. Ironically, he's done a joke and a joke, like a Tudurkin, a pocket profile Tudurkin. <clears throat> in his response to the funniest teammate during Hub Life, he himself makes a joke about Nick Holman. What is it about Nick Holman that is funny? He's not funny. No, oh, that. Or he now, see, that would have been meta. A joke within a joke, yeah. but it's not a joke. Now, you, you should be doing a bugger of it. No, Nick, Nick Holman has freckles. That's just hilarious. Average. Average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is. Great stuff, mate. Just freckle shaming this guy. He's in the sun every day. What chances has he got? Yeah, I bet you wouldn't say that to Matt Round. He's bloody covered in yeah, freckles. Exactly. Uh, exactly. For- must be the funniest bloke at the football. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Round. Not only is he a, a brown nose smoky, if freckles or anything to go by, he's also hilarious. Okay. He's got a freckle for every time he's beaten old mate at uh, training. <laughs> First place you want to visit after travel restrictions are lifted. Mm. He's from Melbourne. Yeah, international location. Pretty common answer. Yeah, US. US. Favourite sporting event you'd like to attend? This is pretty common for football players as well. It's usually the Super Bowl. Not that. No. No, it's it's an American sport. They all love NBA 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 finals. finals. Last TV series that you binged on. I've never heard of this show. Probably sounds great. It's... uh, it's called Money Heist. <laughs> I can't be bothered thinking about it. <laughs> you know? I was expecting it to be Bridgerton, so. <laughs> uh, who's the most famous person who's met outside of football? Um, another Australian athlete, uh, someone who has uh, is a redemption story. He's going through a redemption story or has just come through. He's a going through one has just, moment. Well, has redeemed himself, I believe. Has been through his redemption, redemption story. Warner or Smith? Smith. Smith. Steve Smith. Yep. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> sorry I'm just looking at the next question three famous people you would like to meet one of them is always included in this okay they're, we'll they're, no, they're, they're three athletes one of them is always oh LeBron James LeBron James <laughs> for sure uh, this, uh, this other athlete Michael Jordan no 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 this other different sport this other athlete is also probably I'd say the second most common answer it's a uh, it's, oh, soccer player. Well, yeah. This is, if you want to have a stab at the soccer player, what's who's that? I mean, this is pretty obvious as well. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, and then the last athlete, who is? Oh no! It's not. Uh, how about this? I'll tell you who it's not, and that should leave you. It's not Tiger Woods. It's not Michael Jordan. It's of that ilk, though, in his sport. It's not a team sport. Although you can play doubles. No. Oh, Federer. Roger Federer. <laughs> Once again. You know, when, you, when, when, when you're when listening to the podcast, you're like, it's Federer, you idiot. It's Federer. It's always Federer. And then you do it, you're like, I'm panicking. I <laughs> got, got you in the hot seat. Uh, okay. Who is his favorite team or sports person outside of football? Uh, retired Australian cricketer. This is a pocket profile. It's got to be the longest profile. Uh, no, mate, you're just feeling the heat. So <laughs> you started. What was badly, the uh, what was the question? Got it, better, and hot. now you get. <laughs> you're really fucking letting yourself um, down. What the was the question again? The best uh, 
favorite sports person outside of football? And I said, and it's an Australian cricketer. Retired. Steve Waugh? Tasmanian? Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting. Punter. What's the best sporting event you have seen uh, related to one of his earlier um, answers? It was in 2016. Oh. Involves one of his, one of the most famous people he'd like to meet. And he went to it? Yes. Was it the 2016 Cavs in the finals? The yes, it was. Well done. All yes. right. That's impressive. Come on. You were very specific. Yeah. I was, thought I was going to have to like, lead, lead you by the hand too, but you got it. Okay. No, no. What that is... one. That was a good series. <laughs> what? Name something that <laughs> – sorry. I'm just like – I'm reading the answers and it's sort of throwing me a bit. Something people would be surprised to learn about you. Uh, this is such an odd answer. It's um, something that Steve Carell might say in Anchorman. <laughs> Um, a gardener. You might hear a gardener say it. <laughs> That's so unhelpful. Um, <laughs> All right. How about this? He loves something. What does he love? He loves something a gardener would uh, love. <laughs> Just give me an answer. What was a, what would a gardener love? Fruit. <laughs> Soil. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? All right. It's not a it's um, not an obvious not? answer, so don't feel bad. He says I what love What is it? What is he gonna say? What is I love lawns. I love lawns. <laughs> Why would Steve Carell yet does he yell that? In Anchor Man. I love lamb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was being helpful. Oh, so that was it. So it wasn't the actual answer <laughs> of the oh, great. I'm going, I know he says something. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's Look, right. I, had, I had to give you a That's terrible right. one. We'd, uh, my clues haven't been that bad most of the, most of the quiz. Okay, best no, subject. It's been solid. It's been solid. <laughs> What's the, his best subject? Best subject at, best subject at school. Yeah. And this is, um, makes sense. Not, not a surprise. Uh, sport? PE. Yes. Uh, what was yeah. your first car? It was a Ford. What model of Ford? Not a, not uh, a very butch or cool. It's not a foul. No, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing butch or cool. It's a, it's a focus. Yes, a Ford Focus. Uh, what's his usual? Yes. What does he drink? What's his favorite coffee? Let's go with. Oh, he's a traditionalist, so I'll, I'll get rid of the oat milk latte. I'm going to go cappuccino. Uh, small skim latte. Oh, <laughs> ah, skim. Come on, it's always about the skin folds. And <laughs> the final question. The de yeah. dream place he would like to live. Now, I haven't looked up where ben, ben Ainsworth is from, but maybe this is like a – it could be a joke answer or he could genuinely want to retire to this place. I believe it's a town in Victoria. Let me just fucking look this up. Mm -hmm. Shepo. No. Morwell. Yeah, I'm not getting that. I'm just – I don't even know where Morwell is. I'm Googling it right now. More. I was expecting one of your uh, amazing hints. <laughs> Sorry. I was the opposite to less. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've typed in Ainsworth Morwell. Yep. So he's from Morwell. That's why. Okay. Right. I, I thought he as much. <laughs> he wants to go home. It's romantic. He's he had enough time back. in Sin City and he's, he just wants to have a quiet I mean, life in Morwell. <clears throat> do you think that like he was just like a wide-eyed kid from the country stepping off the bus into, uh, into the Gold Coast, seeing the meter maids and going, Wow. <laughs> Made it to the big time. Wow. Just like Dad said there would be. <laughs>
wow, there's skyscrapers as tall as pine trees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, we have come to the part of the show where we like to get a bit of correspondence. Now, these questions were intended uh, for Will and I. Um, but mm-hmm, Will is not mm-hmm. here, so do you feel equipped to answer the two guys, one cup audience, their burning questions about the AFL? After that, not really, but I'll, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is from Cameron. He wants to know if the fence at Optus Stadium is okay after Ben Cunnington ran into it on Saturday night. I didn't see this incident, did you? No, I didn't really feel like watching North Melbourne <laughs> with no crowd. <laughs> On that crowd, do you reckon they just recycled like the crowd edit from a game in 2020? Like, do you think that they had someone there like mixing it live and you know getting the chants and the cheers going at the right time? And they're like, just whack on. It's it's Freo versus North. No one's going to be watching this. Just whack on uh, Gold Coast versus Port uh, 2020 round four. Yeah, which one do you want? Do you want um, excited, unimpressed, underwhelmed? I don't know if you've seen uh, our Instagram page, but we are at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram, and I posted a photo a couple of days ago of Ben Cunnington. It was an old photo done before his hair plugs, but still not that old, like maybe a year old. And the dude looks a hundred. <laughs> He's twenty nine <laughs> years old. Do you know the photo I'm talking about? Did you see it? Yeah, I think I did. I think I did catch that. I mean, I when I posted that. Because he's surprisingly, Ben Cunnington is all over Instagram. I, I was really shocked to find that. Like, it's just a lot of him and fishing photos and stuff like that. But um, I was almost going to tag sense. him in that post. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to get punched in the guts. <laughs> I don't want him That's phoning a, out. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't, don't step to Ben Cunnington, I wouldn't have thought. But, like, I, you know, all the, I love that he's doing the, doing the hair plug thing and he's just like, no, nah, going to promote it, want it, so what are you going to do? Who's going to go up to him and be like, no, 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 no. That's a good Kill point. You'll eat your soul. <laughs> uh, Samuel wants to know, are you guys looking forward to the demon's inevitable reality check as much as I am? Yeah, I don't know. Will was the one on this show who got the most amount of, pleasure about Melbourne being terrible. I always felt a little bit bad for Melbourne. So I'm not I'm not looking forward to a real, reality check. I, I don't even know if there will be a reality check. I mean, it's a long season and, you know, North Melbourne five years ago went nine zip, you know, and, but this, I don't know, yeah. this seems, feels something, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head before we talked about their defence. Like that to me seems to be every premiership team has a great defence and theirs is just one of the best going around. Like oh, Tomlinson, May and Lever. And it looked like Lever was going to be a bust for a while and May had a really like controversial start. It's just like they've got all their shit together. And so I just don't know that the stuff that we used to – that used to derail Melbourne in the past would have happened by now, I reckon. Yeah. Look, maybe if- – They have a really – a really interesting – yeah, that back line. Like Lever and May is one thing, but once you start adding in someone like Tomlinson who is that sort of – mid-size well, we, we used him as sort of a utility on the wing mm. and throw him back but he's he's a smart player so i think it just kind of when you're when you're you know third best tall if you if you're playing three talls in offense is coming up against tomlinson who's you know a, a seasoned defender as well it's it just looks looks tight like they're, they're they've got good kicking out it just looks yeah yeah um, i i think that they are well, definitely going to be obviously playing finals, but I think they're probably the most complete team apart from, you know, Richmond and Port. 
What's awesome about seeing like the Bulldogs and the Demons doing really well is that um, St Kilda picked Jack Billings at number three when Bont came in at number four, and we picked Paddy McCartan at number one when Petrarca came in at number <laughs> two. So they're two really great decisions that have uh, set us up for future success. Yeah, <laughs> just doing it the St Kilda way. Uh, Nick from the Unplugged podcast wants to know who the right person to mentor Max King in terms of goal kicking. Jason Heatley was on our podcast last week and he was a dad eye dick. Uh, that's Nick getting a bit of a promotion in uh, for the Unplugged podcast, which I can highly recommend yeah, nice. for any Saints fans out there. It's a very measured, in a very trying season, they give a very measured response to um, uh, our, 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 our games each week. Like there's, there's never any, to quote uh, Junk Time AFL, there's never throwing of babies out with bathwater. They tend to make me feel a little bit better about what is so far been an incredibly disappointing uh, season. Um, Cliff wants to know, will the Kangaroos win a game this season? And is it strange to see Ben Cunnington wears the number 10, which makes him look like the cartoon character Ben 10? <laughs> and he's attached a photo <laughs> a of a uh, Ben 10, which I've never seen before. I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say <laughs> he looks like Ben 10. Will they win a game this season? Alex, what's your vibe on the Ruse? Yeah, teams tend to always get one, right? Like you, you tend to fo- get one where they just rock up and the other team doesn't. Surely, I think they'll win one. I think I think there's. I think they'll beat St. Shoots. I, I couldn't tell beat, you what they are, but I reckon they're going to beat St Kilda. I mean, it would not surprise me in the least if we lost to North Melbourne. If we're having that kind of year where everything yeah can go wrong, it'll be it'll be St Kilda or Carlton. Yeah. It's two teams where everyone sort of the talk was up and then they'll lose to North Melbourne and that's right. will we'll beat we'll beat out. Hawthorne and Gold Coast, we'll get on a run and then we'll lose to North. <laughs> that, that feels <laughs> that's it. perfectly St Kilda. Um for sure. Okay. Uh Chris says, I was excited to hear that former Two Guys One Cup guest Mark Lacroix was doing a special <sighs> comments on radio. So I listened in. You can imagine my shock when he didn't have a French accent. What sort of post-playing incident do you think is responsible for this? Was it a baguette accident, a torn croissant? Um, why don't we give Mark Lacroix a call, Alex? Um, I'm just going to step out. If you uh, if you want to get the call started, yeah, uh, sure. to see how Sam's going. Absolutely. <clears throat> Are you going to die? Mm-hmm. Ah, hello. It is me, Mark Lacroix. Bonjour, my friends. So we've uh, had a, a, a call-in and um, wanting to know that you did an interview uh, a few days ago where there was no there was no accent or music. Ah, that is crazy. I don't know what that guy is talking about. Whoever did that interview is an imposter. Ruining the good name of Marc Lacroix. Do you know what Lacroix stands for? I don't. What does Lacroix stand for? Le means the. Croix. Means greatest forward pocket of all time. <laughs> Do you think that there's a, a reason that the French are uniquely equipped to play in the forward pocket? Yes, I think it is because we know how to live life to the fullest. The forward line is all about kicking goals, taking hangers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just got uh, I just got a bit of my croissant flake caught in the back of my throat. As I was saying, being in the forward line is all about living life to the fullest, kicking goals, taking hangers. But it also has the despair of when the ball is at the other end and you are forced to question your life. 
That is when I like to pull a copy of Albert Camusi outside there from my pocket and think about existential questions like, will I get the ball again? Am I doing enough one percenters? Will there be oranges at halftime? That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. I have to go. It is time for me to prepare some cheese and wine. Fine, fine. I'm not German. I don't know what's happened here. Anyway, I've got to go. I was about to ask, what part of France are you from? Better than Mark Lacrosse in Imposter. Uh, Alex, I'm back. I missed the phone call. How was, uh, how was Mark? Is he okay? <laughs> no, he seems kind of deranged, to be honest. Seems like he's falling apart, like, like a well-baked croissant. Uh, Joel has written in, have you noticed the mm. recent low grade of AFL commentary? I thought knowing the player's name should be a requirement, but so often it's incorrect lately. Maybe it's just my team that I don't care about. Ha ha. Joel, have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> I mean, who am I <laughs> going to point the finger at in AFL commentary for not getting names right? I mean, we thought Jesse White had been retired for four years. He was still on a list at Collingwood. Yeah, when was it really good? The commentary. I mean, there's a few good commentators, but it's never been great. Like I, the Channel 7. I don't know why people complain about the commentary. Who gives a fuck? I'm normally so anxious watching a game that I'm barely paying attention to what the commentators are saying anyway. The voices in my head are so loud, they drown them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, Usually, if I can hear them over me screaming, <laughs> um, good on them. Uh, CJ wants to know, what is your opinion of the Port Adelaide prison bars, Guernsey? Um, what's your opinion? You go first. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't care about them. I don't. I d look, wear them. Why not? It's a, like this, this is the thing with like the NBA. They have about six different Guernseys. They all look good. Mm. You're allowed to switch them out. Like the, the whole traditionalist, you can't wear these colours because, um, you know, we've got the same colours. Just don't wear them against them. I yeah. mean, what different? Like it's a different design. It's similar, but it's it's completely different. I mean... We we tried our like black Guernseys or charcoal Guernseys, sorry, yeah. with like the little. Do you see those the other day? Mm, they're like awesome. they're amazing. Yeah, like keep keep going. Like it's just going to add to the game and it's interesting. And, I think the question yeah, is more, is more about like because Collingwood have put their foot down. Collingwood won't let Port wear the prison bars, or I think there's only very rare circumstances. And I say fuck that. Like Collingwood, yeah. They've got enough shit going on right now. They're not going to. Do you reckon they've got like the mental space to deal with you deciding to don black and white prison bars jerseys? Just go for it. Like they'll fucking probably implode trying to deal with that one. I'm all for it. Yeah. It's also interesting that they're like, no, your Guernsey's too similar. But like if you look at Richmond and Essendon, it's exactly the same. Different <laughs> yeah, on there, I exactly guess. Right. Like, <laughs> or the sash goes the other way or something. I mean, that's a good point. Mate? Uh, Alex wants to know if AFL players invested the time they had, if AFL players invested the time they spend following haircut trends into goal kicking, would we see an improvement in accuracy? Uh, look, I don't want the haircuts to go back to how I love the haircuts. It's, you know, obviously, if you listen to this show, you know we love looking at the haircuts each week. I don't think that's the issue. Yeah, I'm pretty passionate about this. I think that um, you know we know that performance goes up when the boys get haircuts before games, confidence goes up, you kick more snags. So I think it's baseless. Absolutely baseless. Jack says, I love AFL 360 and I've been thinking that Jared and Robbo are aging quick. If they move on or Jared finally eats Robbo and Fox chooses to keep the show on air, who would you cast as the hosts or what do you suggest replaces it? 
fucking me and Will, we should be on AFL 360. Footy from no angles. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> AFL zero. Footy, AFL zero. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. There's no AFL in it. Zero percent. It's be good. Uh, Jace wants to know, not sure if you guys have seen this no context pick of an Assassin's Creed pick in Bevo's keynote. So there's a picture of Bevo doing a keynote address and he's got uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, a box cover art on the projector behind him. Got me thinking, which video games would you each coach, would each coach play in their spare time? Are you a video game guy? Not really. I mean, I do. I've got a Switch, so I play a few. Okay. Not, well, not well, I think this is really just yeah. a setup for Jace to, to make some jokes. Feel free to chime in with your own <laughs> if you if you want. Yeah, if not, we'll submit the next question. Here we go. So Jace, uh, Jace, Jace says his thoughts are Nathan <laughs> Buckley would play AFL Evolution 2 so he can finally win a flag. Oh, uh, Fags, would pl- Fags would play Pong because he's old. Mm-hmm. Stuart Jew would play Call of Duty Warzone along with some Doritos and Mountain Dew because he's fat and his name is Jew. I thought he would have gone with one of the like the cooking cooking challenge games, surely. There's a video game that's a cooking challenge? Yeah, Fruit Ninja. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's doing much of that. <laughs> Clarko playing some super realistic military strategy game. And David Teague mm. plays World of Warcraft. I don't get that. What's the reference to World of Warcraft and David Teague? Because he's under siege. He looks like a nerd. He's got glasses, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Phoenix, uh, two of the best demons players are named Christian. Is this a sign from God? That is interesting, isn't it? The demons have two Mm. Christians in there. Um, I don't think it's a sign from God. I don't think there is a God. Sorry. Yep. Not going to get any arguments from me. (laughs) Emily wants to know, have you got any insights on how Aaron Francis had his nickname changed from Franger to Pleur? And she's included a screen uh, grab of uh, 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 behind the scenes of the uh, the bombers, and someone's calling him Pleur. So P L E U R. Do you know how the uh, nickname game works, Alex? You've got to extrapolate. Can you reverse engineer yeah. Pleur to get back to Aaron Francis? Go. Uh, Pleur. <laughs> <laughs> what is Good Pleur? Start. What is a Pleur? I don't, I don't know. know. I was going to nom de pleur. Le, oh, yeah, yeah. that's get, good. Can we get um, yeah. uh, like uh, Mark Lacroix? What that means? Nom de pleur, Mark Lacroix, you go backwards. Then it's um, Little Frenchman, West Coast Eagles, <laughs> something Francis, oh, no. and then an Aaron, Aaron Sanderlands. No, that's the Dockers. Damn it. I almost got there. No, have no idea why he's pleur. Um, Gavin wants to know how far off can a lid be before it reaches getting ahead of themselves? So what is that tipping point between the lid is off and now you got a head as big as a boarding school pudding? Yeah, you got to get that fizz, don't you? Once you the little twist and then the, it's coming off. Yeah. yeah. I guess you're shaking it up, right? right? Once, once you, the I lid's think, off, I think everything's... One, I think once you talk about making the grand final before the finals have even started... That's when you've tipped. Yeah. That's when you're getting ahead of yourself. I think you can talk finals. Like I don't have a problem with demons or bulldogs fans talking finals now because just statistically it makes sense. Yeah. But if you start talking about making a grand final, that's getting ahead of yourself. That's that the lid is way off then. Um, okay, Patty wants to know. This is a good question. Who do you think you could tag out of a game? A current listed AFL player is there anyone you could tag out of a game? Oh, that's a great question. <clears throat> Mumford. Um, no fucking way. <laughs> He'd kill you. He'd break you in half. 
He would snap you like King Kong. I'm dirty playing, mate. I could get him. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I immediately go to like the smallest players, like Caleb Daniel. But Caleb Daniel would tear me up. But he's a yeah. Then you've got to think of like probably an inexperienced small forward. I look right? at St Kilda's list, right? That's the list I know the best, and I know that Jack Loney is like a tiny small forward, but he's actually my height. So yeah, I reckon, and I was a back pocket in my day, so I know the position. I reckon, mm. like, he's got me for fitness. He's probably got me for speed and strength. But that's my best bet. I reckon I could tag Jack Loney and tag him out of a game. Yep, good call. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, who could I tag out from the Giants? And, like, who's the smallest player is Bobby Hill, and he would burn me yeah. every <laughs> Mate, single repeat time. A, repeat, <laughs> repeat entries. <laughs> Again, yeah, I think uh, I'd have to go after a player that is, like, that I think is mentally weak. And just abuse, like try and get in there. Oh, you know, like what? I'm not going to match them physically. Tag Cobbs out of the I... game. Just walk up to him and say, <laughs> oh, no. what, the, "What was a fucking deal with that trophy, mate? That's fucking some, that's some corporate ass bullshit, right there, mate." Start crying. Hey, I heard that Leon Cameron was going to drop you again. <laughs> Put him right off. You wait, mate. The Phoenix is rising back. <laughs> Okay, so Collingwood's expectations have fallen so far and so fast. We went through the wall to the other side of it. Does this mean we have to circumnavigate the globe to get our backs against the same wall? Good question. We've never really speculated what happens once Collingwood's backs go through the wall. Um, I guess so. I mean, the circumnavigating the globe is essentially going around to another season. So you're through the wall. You now have to get to the next season to get your back back against the wall. I don't think you can get it back against the wall this season, can you? No, no. I was thinking of those, um, like those secret rooms from old films where, you know, the, the door, the whole door turns, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the secret room behind. Maybe you've got to uh, spin it back. <laughs> Are you walking backwards? Oh, no, it's too complicated. It's too, too complicated. I think backs it through the wall. You may hit a few more walls on, the, on your way through, but the, mm. the main wall has been broken. You're now flying through the fence. Backs against the fence. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's you're in the house, your back was against a wall, you got knocked through the wall, and now your back's against a fence, and you're quickly heading All to your back's gone, against the street. He's gone through the wall, and now they need to build. And what they're doing at the moment by losing a bunch and falling apart is building a new wall behind them. But that oh, takes time. That takes time. Yeah, that'll take a year. So you do have to circumnavigate yeah. the world. Alex, that brings our mailbag section to a close, and that brings our episode to a close. Thank you so much uh, for coming on at late notice and uh, talking about the Giants. Uh, you're very hopeful. I, I would ordinarily ask you for your tips this week, but uh, Will and I are saving that for our Instagram page. Uh, I noticed you jumped on last week to, to give Will a bit of curry about the Giants. Bet you're regretting that now. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> so if you want to follow that, uh, Will and I, uh, t- uh, every Thursday afternoon, we give our tips on Instagram Live around about 5 p.m. I'll try and post something um, in the morning that gives you guys a time of when to jump on. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at Two Guys One Cup. AFL. Have you got anything you need to plug, Alex? Do you want to use this free time to market yourself or market something that you're doing? Yeah, sure. I'm actually doing Giants Radio this year. So pre-game, I'm doing a called a show called The One-Eyed Giants. So we're talking uh, very biasedly about um, I'm being the club optimist, basically. And uh, yeah, so I, I, we do that live a couple of hours before the game that comes out as a podcast. So if you're a Giants fan or you just like um, – 
hearing about them, then uh, tune in. We get a bunch of great guests and it's good fun. Now, I probably should have uh, uh, worded you up to have a, 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 a football cliche to go out on as your catchphrase. So I'll very slowly get to mine. I'll give you some time to think about whatever your favorite football cliche is. It can be anything. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening and um, tell a friend, rate and review, all of that. But for now, play on, not 15. Deliberate. We are two guys, one car.